Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox and I'm the Compliance Evangelist. I'd like to welcome you to my January 2018 podcast series of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. But first, a word about this month's sponsor, Conversant. Conversant brings a different kind of ethics and compliance solution to your organization. These days, business success demands something different, a corporate culture centered on integrity and ethical behavior. Conversant provides your teams with a centralized platform and automated processes that connect your business goals with your ethics and values. The result, a highly strategic program that drives ethics and values to the center of your business. Through the use of the Conversant Ethics Cloud platform, it gives you the choice of what you need according to your compliance program maturity. As your compliance program progresses on its ethical journey, Conversant can meet the needs of your requirements with unified ease of use and all of your ethics compliance data in one place, increasing transparency and efficiency while reducing cost. If you have been following me over the past year, you know that I have gone on a one-year exploration of various components of a best practices compliance program. However, during this exploration, there were two very important documents released by the Department of Justice relating to a best practices compliance program. In February 2017, there was the Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs document, and in November 2017, there was the announcement of the new FCPA Corporate Enforcement Policy. Therefore, in this month of January, I'm going to lay out for you what should go into your best practices compliance program based upon the 10 hallmarks of an effective compliance program and these two documents. Over the next 31 days, I will be exploring the best way to more fully operationalize a compliance program using the most recent DOJ resources. I hope you will join me for the full 31 days as we engage in an exploration to a more effective compliance program. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Day 1, Introduction to 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. Over the past 12 months, we have seen some very important information released by the Department of Justice about what should go into a best practices compliance program. Therefore, over the next 31 days, I'm going to review what goes into a best practices compliance program, considering the information the Department of Justice released to us in February of 2017 in the Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs, and in November 2017 with the release of the new FCPA Corporate Enforcement Policy. Over the next 31 days... We're going to take a look at how to best operationalize a compliance program based upon the foundation of the 10 hallmarks of of an effective compliance program with the information that came out in 2017. We're going to take a look at tone and messages from senior management and middle management, the board. We're going to take a look at the backbone of your compliance program, written standards, codes of conduct policies and procedures and internal controls. We're going to consider the role of the CCO, CCO independence and authority, and compliance resources in your organization. We're going to talk about communication, 360 degrees of compliance communication, use of social media, and effective training. 
We're also going to talk about behavioral issues, such as financial incentives for compliance, the fair process doctrine. We'll turn to the continuing bugaboo of most compliance programs, third parties, and look at risk basing your third parties. How do you manage third parties? And the five-step process of third-party lifecycle management. We'll consider your confidential reporting and hotlines, how to properly scope investigations and using investigation results going forward. We'll consider continuous monitoring and improvement through monitoring, auditing, and testing. We'll look at what's required by the Department of Justice in the area of mergers and acquisitions. The end of the month of January, you will have some of the best information, most current information, and most useful information available to you for creation of a best practices compliance program. For every compliance practitioner and compliance program, 2017 was a significant year. I've talked about the two most important documents which were released, the Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs, authored by Wei Chen, and then the new FCPA Corporate Enforcement Program announced by the Department of Justice in November. This new policy incorporated the 10 hallmarks of an effective compliance program and as a continued best practices and added new information on the DOJ's expectations for a more fully operationalized compliance program. The Justice Department incorporated language and concepts from a variety of sources, including its own 2016 FCPA pilot program and the Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs document. All of this built upon the 10 hallmarks of an effective compliance program into this new enforcement policy. The new policy had language, the following language regarding the implementation of an effective compliance and ethics program. The company's culture, including awareness among employees that any criminal conduct, including the conduct underlying the investigation, will not be tolerated. The resources that a company is dedicated to compliance. The quality and experience of personnel involved in compliance, such that they can understand identify, and identify the transactions and activities that pose a potential risk. The authority and independence of a compliance function and the availability of compliance expertise to the board. The effectiveness of, comp of a company's risk assessment and the manner in which the company's compliance program has been tailored based upon that risk assessment. The, comp the compensation and promotion of personnel involved in compliance in view of their roles, responsibilities, performance, and other appropriate factors. The auditing of the compliance program to assure its effectiveness. The reporting structure of any compliance personnel employed or contracted by the company. These points fall into three general categories. One, quality and resources dedicated to the compliance function. Two, the ongoing evaluation of a compliance program. And three, company culture. In February, the Department of Justice released its evaluation of corporate compliance programs. The evaluation was a, is a 12-part list of questions that encapsulated the DOJ's thinking on what constituted a best practices compliance program. Within these 12 parts, excuse me, 11 parts, are some 46 questions that a chief compliance officer can use as a benchmark for a compliance program. In short, it is an incredibly valuable and most significantly useful resource for every, every compliance practitioner. 
The evaluation follows the seminal 10 hallmarks of an effective compliance program in its format. If there is one overriding theme in the evaluation, it's the Department of Justice's emphasis on doing compliance as the questions posed are designed to test how far down your compliance program is incorporated into the very fabric of your organization. The evaluation is not simply a restatement of the 10 hallmarks as it clearly incorporates the DOJ's evolution in what constitutes a best practice compliance program. And it certainly builds upon the information put forward in the DOJ's 2016 FCPA pilot program regarding effective compliance programs, most particularly found in prong three of that document. The evaluation was largely authored by Wei Chen and was based on two observations when she joined the fraud section. First, prosecutors in 2017 needed to, wanted to understand how they could probe companies on topics. It was decided that some list of questions would be helpful for the prosecutorial staff at the DOJ to assist in assessing compliance programs in an FCPA investigation. Second, it really asked companies to prove what they were telling the DOJ. The emphasis was on evidence and data. Don't just show a hotline, show us how it's working and how you're using the information to gain from those hotlines. When you say you have a compliance portal, don't show screenshots of it. Show hit rates and how the data from it can help you to refine back your communication. The evaluation is not simply to be used or even considered as a checklist. It's designed to have CCOs and compliance professionals think about their compliance programs by asking questions. Wei Chen believes that uh, questions invite people to think. Her goal, at least one of her goals, was to get people to not only measure their results, but see how it's working. And she hopes that <clears throat> this would get people to ask questions about their compliance program. The evaluation also added a new component of a root cause analysis because it was believed that it's important that companies begin by looking at what happened. This really drives everything in terms of their presentation to the Department of Justice. The first root cause analysis set of questions is ones that require the company to uh, manifest the risk that the compliance officer sees. If a company can't pay full attention to its small failures that result, then how are you going to deal with the larger failures? The evaluation also required compliance practitioners to consider the structure of their compliance program and how, int, how it interrelated to their company's, their company's risk profile. In other words, how well is the compliance function operationalized? These two documents, the evaluation of corporate compliance programs and the new FCPA corporate enforcement program policy, rather, have laid out what compliance practitioners need to put into their compliance programs. Over the next 30 days, I will be exploring the best ways to more fully operationalize a compliance program using these two 2017 resources, which build upon the 10 hallmarks of an effective compliance program. I hope you will, enjoy, you will join me as we engage in the next 31 days for, to explore how to create 
design, and implement a more effective compliance program. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, let's start out by naming the two most important documents that came out from the Department of Justice this year. Obviously, the evaluation of corporate compliance programs and the new FCPA corporate enforcement program. Every compliance practitioner needs to study them, needs to understand them, and needs to look at how you can use that information to make your compliance program better. Two, you must work to fully operationalize your compliance program, for it's in the doing of compliance that not only will you detect, prevent, and remediate your uh, potential issues, but you'll actually have a a real shot at receiving a declination from the Department of Justice. And of course, that's the goal if there is a violation. And then finally, number three, even with this new information from the Department of Justice, you must always remember the three most important things in any best practices compliance program are document, document, document. Whatever you do, you must document your actions going forward. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for joining me on day one to 31 days to a more effective compliance program. And I hope you'll join me tomorrow for day two. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you for listening to this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program sponsored by Conversant. I hope you will join me tomorrow and indeed for the entire 31 days in January while I will be exploring the best way to more fully operationalize your compliance program using the most recent resources the Department of Justice has communicated to us, the evaluation of corporate compliance programs and the new FCPA corporate enforcement policy. This is Tom Fox. Thank you again for listening. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.